You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. I'm really excited today because um, not only is today Father's Day, but also we're starting a video series that we're calling Heart of the Generals. And we talked about this a little bit in our live stream last week, and there's been a couple of advertisements. Today we get to kick off this series by hearing from my dad, uh, Russ Stody. Not only um, is he my father, but he's, one of the, he's the spiritual father of this church, Melbourne Lights Church, because he actually planted the church. For those of you that don't know, he planted the church 23 years ago. Uh, he led it for 10 years before Elliot and I took over the team. Um, for those of you that don't know my parents, my dad and mom, Russ and Mary, they currently lead the team at Redemption Hills Church in Launceston, Tasmania. They planted that church two years ago. They serve on the NCMI team that we partner with. Um, a little bit of their background, they have been part of planting three churches, including Melbourne Lights Church. They've moved internationally 11 times, and they have a huge depth of wisdom um, and of experience. And my dad um, is an amazing Bible teacher. I think he's one of the best Bible teachers that I've uh, had the privilege of sitting under. Um, and he has this ability to, to unpack truth in a simple um, and understandable way. So I'm going to invite you, would you open your hearts this morning to receive where God's going to speak to us through my dad, Russ. Hello, Melbourne Lights. It's good to be with you, at least in spirit. Obviously, I'm not with you in body. Uh, I'm coming to you from my lounge room, which is great fun. Uh, Matt had asked me to share what is God saying to the church now, or what is God doing, what's his heart for the church and uh, I'd love to do that, but before we get started, can we just pray? Holy Spirit, we just recognize you lead us in truth, so we open our hearts to you, and we say, will you have your way? Will you speak to us? We want to be those who have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And so we say, will you speak, Holy Spirit, to us? In Jesus' name, amen. Good question, what is God doing? What is God saying? What is God's heart? I uh, want to add, what is God emphasizing? Sometimes uh, I think we, we kind of get too uh, involved in trying to, to be specific about things. And, and sometimes we miss the bigger picture. Uh, Dudley Daniel said years ago, find out what God is doing and get in step with him. Don't expect him to get in step with you. And so kind of as introduction, I want to say that we need to be aware that the circumstances don't show us what God is doing. The word does. Uh, too often we think, okay, there's circumstances happening. What is God sh sh sharing in this? What is God saying? It's, it's a new thing that God's doing. Someone, uh, I heard someone say this pandemic shows us that God is doing a new thing. Web church. And I'm the web pastor. Let me ask you, does the uh, killing of Christians and the burning of churches around the world show us that God doesn't like some Christians? Of course not. The circumstances don't determine what God is doing. The word does. What if the next crisis is that there is no internet? It's dropped or there's an electrical blackout for months what would we do? We better hear something new from God. 
But what if the next crisis is the imprisonment of all the Christian leaders? What do we do? We're depending on someone else to tell us. We're actually going to have to recognize what God's doing. So what is God doing? What is he emphasizing right now? Let me say this, that an emphasis is not necessarily a new thing. It can be a emphasis, a new emphasis, or an emphasis on something that he's been doing, but it's not necessarily a new thing. So I want to look at what is God emphasizing in the church now. Being a teacher, it's hard for me to do that without giving some background. So I want to put it in context. The, the bigger context of what God is emphasizing is the extending of his kingdom, the rule of God. You know this, but Matthew 28, 18, Jesus spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Two things there. There is, Jesus is saying he has authority. There is a new authority, a new rule that it was being established. The, actually not new, it's actually a restoring of what was lost at the fall. God gave authority to man that, that Satan then took over. So what do we see happening in the world is really that what we see is that Satan's still the ruler of this world. Jesus has established his kingdom and it's growing, but it's not complete until he returns. So Satan is still the ruler of this world. So one of the things we see is the extending or the growing of the kingdom as people come into the rulership of God. But he actually says this, that I'm with you to the end of the age. There's a time frame that this is happening. There's a time frame where the kingdom is extending and it hasn't finished. It's still extending around the world and we'll talk about that. But more than just the kingdom extending, it's God's doing this through the church. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10, says to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. The manifold wisdom of God is being made known through the church. The church is people. That's us. God's manifesting his wisdom. He's extending his kingdom through us. It's not just through big name ministries or evangelists. In fact, today about 200,000 people will be added to the kingdom today, every single day. 200,000 people are added to the kingdom around the world. Mostly that's done through believers. It's not done through evangelists, it's not done through TV, it's not done through media, it's done through believers impacting people that they know. It has been that way for 2,000 years, and it's still happening. In Iran, about 5,000 people get saved every single day. A Muslim nation, about five, they don't even have churches, they don't have church buildings. They don't have the ability to gather together. How is it happening? It's people just simply sharing 
what God's done in them to others. And there's a move of God. So he's doing it through the church. So what is God emphasizing now? The equipping of the saints for the ministry. It's the saints, it's the believers, it's the church that does the ministry. And I believe that that's God's emphasis right now. He's been doing it for 2,000 years, but I believe it's his emphasis right now of what he's doing. Ephesians 4.12 says that he gave these gifts for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. See, it started a long time ago, but it's still continuing. God's wanting to see saints equipped. Revelation 1.6 talks about God raising up a kingdom of priests, or kings and priests, but it, it's actually translated kingdom of priests. That means that all of us get to do the good stuff, the ministry. We get to be a part of what God is doing in the world today. Let me change my notes here. All of us doing the ministry of the kingdom. Now that's exciting. I hope. I hope it's not daunting. It's exciting. Because that's what God's doing. But he's doing it with these two emphases, the word and the spirit. Fully word, fully spirit. As Tyron has said in the past, if you think of those as the two wings of an airplane, the word and the spirit, which one can you do without? If you're flying a plane, which one don't you need? We need both. But I believe that there's something specific in this time that applies to the two of those. And if you turn with me to Mark chapter 16, from verse 15, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and, uh, and is baptized will be saved, and he who does not believe will be condemned. But in verse 20, it says, And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. What's the word he was confirming? The gospel. They were preaching the gospel, and the Lord was confirming that word. I've heard this taken out of context and said God confirms all of the words that preachers preach. But it's actually talking about, he's confirming the preaching of the gospel. Ephesians chapter uh, 1, we're going to get a lot of Ephesians today, but verse 13 says this specifically. It says, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel. So the word in this context, and I believe in this season is the gospel. And there's a supernatural confirming of the Holy Spirit. So what is God doing? Equipping the saints to share the gospel. Testimony, what God has done, and the, the Holy Spirit confirming with the supernatural. And that supernatural is mostly healing. It's not only healing, but it's mostly healing. Why do I say that? Because that's what we see Jesus teaching his disciples. If you look at Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23, at the beginning of his ministry, Jesus said, obviously he 
comes out of the, uh, the wilderness and he preaches. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease amongst the people. There was something of healing accompanying the preaching of the gospel. Matthew chapter 9. And uh, verse 6, this is Jesus healing a, a guy who was paralyzed in it. Verse 6, he says, But that you may know that the Son of Man has power or authority, that word is authority on earth, to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, Rise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he rose and departed to his house. Jesus is associating the supernatural with the authority to preach the, the gospel of the kingdom. It's a new authority. It's a new rule. Jesus has come in. He's overthrowing the rule of Satan, which sickness and disease is part of that fall. He's bringing something else in, and he's confirming that with healing. Chapter 10, verse 1, And he called his twelve disciples to him, and he gave them power, again, the word is authority, exousia, over unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. In verse 7. And as you go, preach saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely receive. Freely give. I believe this is the emphasis of what God is doing. A kingdom of priests. A body of believers. An equipped sainthood. Which all of us are. To declare the good news of the gospel and to see the confirmation of the Spirit in healing. We can't separate the two. God does heal other than that. He heals people who are already saved. I'm not saying he doesn't. But I'm saying that in this season, there's something of those two together that we can expect. But the uh, declaration of the gospel and the confirmation isn't where it stops. Jesus said, go make disciples of all nations. Because he has this authority, because a new rule has come, he say, go make disciples. And so it's the, the purpose of the responsibility of every believer to make disciples. Now let me say this, when you disciple someone, you don't have to disciple them forever. They don't become disciples of you, we become followers of Jesus, disciples of Jesus. We help people get started in that with very simple things, is all I believe that they need. What does someone need once they've come to Jesus? They need to get baptized in water. Baptism is dying to the old life. It's, it's identifying with Jesus, dying to the old life, being buried and rise to a new life. They need to get, secondly, baptized in the Holy Spirit. They need to actually be able to be filled with power and to have that intimate hearing and intimacy with God. And then thirdly, they need to be added to a church. That's what Jesus did. He added to the church those who were being saved. So if someone's got baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit and added to the church, they have everything around them that they need to grow in Christ. You don't have to baptize them for the rest of, I mean, disciple them for the rest of their lives. You've done that. Now get on to someone else. Let them grow. The Holy Spirit leads them into truth. They're surrounded by a body of believers. Together, we see the different gifts manifest. And so uh, that's our privilege and responsibility. It doesn't take professionals to do those things. I think some of the uh, discipleship movement has kind of put people in a place where you have to disciple people forever. No, make sure they get baptized in water, 
Jesus, I mean, that's obedience to Jesus, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and added to church, and they've got a great start. Then it's the Holy Spirit's responsibility to lead them in truth. So what am I saying? Declare the gospel with the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit is, I believe, what God's doing in the church. There are many ways to do that. I think the internet is not wrong. It's a tool. We need to use all the tools we have, but it's not the new thing God's doing. It's just a tool. The thing God is doing is extending his kingdom and reaching people. Why? Because in a shaking world, the gospel is more relevant than ever before. Back to Ephesians again. Chapter 1. Verse 10, talking about what God's doing. That in the dispensation or the administration of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him we also have been, we also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be the praise of his glory. In him you trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Seems like that there are spiritual things and natural things coming together for the gospel. An equipped, empowered church and a shaking world provide perfect opportunity and soil for the kingdom to advance. People empowered, they overcame him, talking about the, the devil who is the ruler of this world, by the blood of the lamb, Jesus has accomplished it, and the word of their testimony. As we share what God has done, it reaches a fertile soil in a world that's shaking. Hebrews chapter 12. From verse 25. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on the earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, yet once again I shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. Here's those two things, the, the spiritual and the natural coming together. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things which are being shaken, as the things that are made, that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace, by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. What does that mean for us in this season? My concern is that no one misses out on the greatest privilege and opportunity that we have, partnering with him for the advancement of, him, of his kingdom in this probably the most exciting time in the history of the kingdom. God's on the move. 
and we get to be a part of it. Don't miss out by thinking someone else will do it. Don't look beyond yourself and think that God will use someone else. You'll miss out on the opportunity to be a part of what he's doing. Don't miss out by thinking he's not big enough to use you. See, we get our focus in the wrong place and we think I'm not equipped and I'm not ready and I'm not able. He's bigger than that. He can use everyone. And so don't miss out in this season of the move of God by looking for, for God to use someone else and you stand, sitting on the sidelines. Mostly don't miss out by not preparing not being equipped for the ministry of this season. Can you share your testimony? Do you know uh, enough of the word to lead someone to the truth on baptism in water or baptism in the Holy Spirit? You can't baptize someone in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does that, but you can show them from the word. Have you been added to a church? There is a idea circulating in much of the Christian world that church is unimportant, that it's just us alone. We have the internet, we don't need others. And that's a lie of the enemy. The, the very word church means a gathering together. There are certain things that only happen as we get together. There's uh, a manifestation of the supernatural of the Holy Spirit. There's different gifts, there's different iron sharpening iron, there's 41 and others that only happen as we get together. Now, we might not have the privilege of doing that for a limited amount of time, but don't ever let that change the biblical definition of what church is. Church is the gathering of believers. And when we get together, there's something that happens. Are you convinced of that enough to share that with other people who get saved so that they get added to the church? Or have you been listening to the tweets, the things that say, hey, it's not important that we gather. It's me and Jesus. Let me tell you, it is you and Jesus, but it's you and Jesus together with others. Don't miss out on what God's doing. Lord, we just uh, submit ourselves to you. We wanna be a part of what you're doing in this day. Every single one of us. Lord, where we've looked to someone else to do it, we repent. Where we've had such a small picture of you that you're not big enough to use me, I repent. And I say you're, you're greater. The heavens and the highest heavens can't contain you. Lord, I wanna be in this season, not only being used, but being equipped for all that you're doing. And so I open myself not only to you, but to others in the body to speak your truth and to minister your gifts. Lord, I pray your blessing on everyone that's a part of what you're doing. And for those who have been sidetracked, Lord, I believe that there's a whole uh, army of dry bones that need the filling of your spirit. They need uh, new life again. They need new vision again. 
They need to see how God can use them so that they stand up a great, a mighty and great army. Lord, those who have been sidetracked, would you draw back again in this season so that they don't miss out? Some have prayed for this very time to happen for years, and it's happening, but they've got sidetracked along the way. So Father, we pray for restoration for them. And again, a supernatural empowering for each one of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. This is the great days that we live. I hope you get to experience the totality of what God is doing in this church. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.